Hello, my name is Bruce. Hello, Bruce. Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Everybody and welcome to episode 159 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Dickens, here with my co-host in crime, Brian Galloway. Brian, what is up tonight, sir? Oh, not, nothing much. It's a good, you know, good night. You know, it's funny. In the East Coast, we are, we had about 11 days straight of rain. Everything's overflowed. My fish, my fish are actually trying to escape the pond and walk across the lawn. And um, and um, right now, it, we had the most beautiful sunny day today, so I'm actually all happy. It was like we, everybody was just downtrodden, and I know what people, how people feel when they're in, like, uh, Portland or Seattle. It rains all the time, or England. Um, but, you know, I, I never tell you something. You know, did you know that I have been to every state except for four? And I haven't, I, I haven't been to – I've never been to Mississippi, which is which is surprising. I have never been to either of the Dakotas, and I've never been to Alaska. So I'm always curious to hear what people say when they go to these About places. Alaska, what an interesting yeah, thought That's an interesting there, one. It, it is. It I is. have someone never we could ask. I'm going to pull the who wants to be a millionaire phone a friend option. Uh, and, you know, insert dial tone here. Not really, but we do have a special guest on the podcast. My friend, David McGuire. David, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, guys. Thank you all so much for having me. I'm ready to... Talk about some Disney Alaskan cruises. So yeah, David recently went on a uh, an Alaska cruise. So just kind of intro that, David, and tell us like when you went, the ship, and how long it was, and then we'll go into some questions because I know for me, like I- I've been on several cruises, but it's all been Bahamas and you know Caribbean ports, that kind of stuff. Never been on Alaska cruise. Big bucket list item for me, as I knew it was for you. So I can't wait to talk about it. But yeah, just kind of tell us a little bit about the details of the ship and how long you went, that kind of stuff. Yeah, man, it was great. Um, I echo that 100%. My wife and I have only done uh, porting out of Florida, doing the Caribbean-style cruises, and we've really enjoyed those. We've done different brands. We've done Carnival, and we've done Royal Caribbean, and we've done Disney. And of course, nothing compares to a Disney cruise. And so we were excited to kind of start chipping away at our bucket list, which, you know, like you said, that's on probably a lot of people's bucket list is to do an Alaska cruise. So we decided to go ahead and just jump full force into it, both feet first. And so we did Labor Day week uh, in September. We always love to travel in September because the weather is just great, we feel like. But uh, we did a Labor Day week, Monday through Monday. So it was seven nights, eight days. Uh, we ported out of British Columbia, Van- Vancouver, British Columbia, and we went to four different ports in uh, southern Alaska. And man, I tell you what, it was on the Disney Wonder, which is one of their smaller classifications of ships. 
I believe it's the magic classification and there was about 2000 guests and we loved it. We absolutely loved it. The, the scenery is just remarkable. You can't really describe it. You just have to be there to see the mountains and the glaciers. I mean, it just really, you can use the word breathtaking. It really was that. I mean, we could not stop taking pictures and videos being on the, the upper deck, you know, just watching just the scenery as we went by. Even saw humpback whales literally passing oh, us on the ship. Um, so, cool. yeah, yeah, we, we saw uh, one of our friends that were on the ship saw orcas. So, you know, like Free Willy, if anybody's a fan of that 90s movie, <laughs> uh, killer whales, yeah. you know, we saw humpback whales, sea lions, you name it. It was just beautiful, man. We absolutely had a great time. Looking forward so, to talking about it. Going into that, you know, the Spoonies might be wondering, you know, obviously for a cruise out of Florida, I'm I'm packing cruise weather, right? You know, bathing suits and shorts and flip flops and short sleeves and, you know, all that kind of stuff. My sweat rag, you know, get all that stuff going. But an Alaska cruise, like just for the listeners, like how, how did you prepare for that? What did you do doing some research on weather, that kind of stuff? I mean, how did you pack? Did you have 27 suitcases? Par- parkas, uh, like snowshoes. <laughs> Harpoon, um, you know, sled dog, sled dog. I mean, what what else did you bring? Yeah, you guys are great. So we did our, we did our homework, and, and we had to do our homework because this was something new to us. So I put it on Facebook, you know, and, and I started asking around for people that have been on an Alaska cruise in that in that season, you know, August September time frame. And we asked people that we knew, and we did research online, and so. It was a great time to go. It wasn't extremely cold, but it definitely was chilly. I think the lowest it got was in the mid-40s, but when you're on that top deck and the wind is blowing, you know, it feels much colder than that. But we did bring beanies and jackets and long sleeve shirts and jeans. You know, we, we did all that, but um, it, there was never a point where we were miserable at all. There was never a point where we are like, man, I wish we didn't do this. This was so stinking cold. Like, it really was pretty comfortable most of the trip. Uh, being that it was September, I think it was pretty much stayed in the mid fifties the whole time, but we, we did bring a light jacket, you know, and a couple of hoodies and sweatshirts and things. And yeah, we did bring a little extra suitcases cause we didn't know what to expect. We had people telling us, you know, it could get really cold in the evenings and there were a couple nights where it did, but you know, I love Disney cruises because you know, all the pools were heated. I actually asked the lifeguard, what temperature is, are these pools heated at? He didn't hesitate. He said 94 degrees. These pools were heated at. And so the hot tubs tubs where he said were about 99. So there really wasn't much difference between getting in the hot tub and getting in the swimming pool. So, you know, we swam every single day. I mean, it was, you know, it was cold. It may have been 40 degrees outside, but man, we were in that 90 degree water in the, on the pool. (laughs) Wow. So that's a, I mean, that's a good transition. So the pools are heated to that degree. What else? Because, you know, you got water slides on ships and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, doing water slides may not feel as good. But if the water's heated, you're fine. So what other activities, you know, were there that was different on an Alaska cruise? Yeah. So, you know, they're very intentional with um, blankets. So everywhere that you would see towels in the Caribbean on a Caribbean ship, uh, there's always rolled up towels on all the, the chairs that are out there. Well, there still are rolled up towels everywhere, but on Alaska cruise, there's rolled up t- uh, blankets everywhere. So you get a oh. Disney blanket. All the, I mean, everywhere you turn, there's stacks of these navy blue Disney blankets. 
So, you know, some people just walk around, just kind of throw that, just kind of like a over your shoulder, kind of just, you know, yeah, build a yeah. block, block the wind. So that was kind of unique. I thought that was a, a nice touch. Uh, they still were rocking the 24 uh, seven ice cream machine. So even though it was 40 degrees, my daughter and I still had ice cream walking around the whole time. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but the kids zone was great. You know, the, the heated pool for the kids, there's the water slide for the kids. I did the water slide a hundred times a day with my daughter. I was like, you know, I was a big kid too, just having a blast. And so, you know, the water slides were great splash pad zone. My daughter enjoyed all that. And so, you know, and one thing I did love, that was different on the Disney wonder. Cause this was our first time on a Disney wonder. We've done Disney dream and we've done the Disney wish, which both of those are higher classifications, much larger ships, but the Disney wonder had multiple hot tubs for family, for kids. That's one thing we did not like about the Disney wish that we did last year was that there were no hot tubs anywhere for kids or for family. It was only adult section only hot tubs on the Disney wish, but the Disney wonder had multiple family hot tubs. So my daughter was very excited. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, I did see some pictures and stuff. So Mickey and Minnie are dressed up in their winter gear, right? Yeah. So that's kind of a cool touch too. You know, yeah. Mickey and Minnie are, they're dressed to a T with their ski boots, tying up, you know, they had their pants and their big furry hats and their beanies. And so, you know, and one thing I did love about, the smaller ship that we did, the Disney wonder. Cause it was, I had to do research. It was only when we went, it was only 2000 guests on board. He took the ice. We got really close to one of the lifeguards and just, he's kind of became a friend of ours. We actually added him on Facebook and everything. We've been communicating with him, but he told us there were only 2000 guests on board. And we actually liked the smaller ship, you know, cause the Disney wish was 4,200 people. This one was only 2000 people. So it's half the size, but as, as we walked around, we ran into Mickey and Minnie multiple times. We ran into Tinkerbell. We ran into Thor and Spider-Man and Daisy and Donald. We, did, we would just run into and walk around the ship, and they would stop and take pictures. And it was just a blast. We loved the more intimate setting in the smaller ship because we had so much more. There was so much more interaction with the characters, and my daughter just loved it. We, we took pictures with every single character on board at least twice. That is so cool. And that's like what people talk about with Disneyland, you know, characters just walking around everywhere. It's so much different than world. Um, and it was that like intimate, you meet them in the halls, you run into them kind of thing. And that's really cool about a smaller ship. And I could, I could see that with Disney. I mean, that's just a total different feel to it being up there, seeing like the glaciers and all that kind of stuff and having a smaller ship. It's more intimate. I think that would be really cool and, and kind of a different setting than a, a typical cruise would be. So now, Dave, did you did you see a lot of the people, like the same people a lot? Because with two thousand people, no, two thousand is a lot. But did you did you was there like a you know you every once in a while you saw, you know Charlie Smith and his family walking by because you might you might have seen them one time or is, was you know I know with the with the larger cruises with lots of people, the odds of you seeing somebody is is pretty mm-hmm. low. But with the smaller with the smaller crowds, you might see the same people over again. Good, good and bad. Oh yeah, you're 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 hitting the nail on the head, man. We we multiple times walking down the stairwell and at the swimming pool and eating breakfast, we would see the same people over and over, and we ended up being friends. So we actually exchanged phone numbers with multiple people and just you know added some on Facebook already, and we're still communicating with them. And so that's a cool thing about a smaller ship is you actually do get to meet people. And and so as you pass the hallways, you know I, I'm terrible with names, but I do remember sometimes 
where you're from. So there was this one guy I would constantly, you know, pass him and I would say, Oh, Hey, Birmingham, what's up, Birmingham. You know, <laughs> and so I just remembered he was from Alabama, you know, that's all I remembered. But, um, but yeah, so that's a great question, Brian. We, we did run into people several times. And like I said, we truly became friends with, uh, with some of the cast members. I mean, some of the crew, um, the, the guy, the lifeguard, his name is Bridgen. He's from India. We've already added him on Facebook. My wife and I, we've been messaging. And so that's another good thing about this smallest ship, I, th- I feel like, is that, you know, you get to know the cast members, the, 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 the crew, you know, easier and quicker. So that was a really cool touch as well. Yeah, definitely so. And you're not going to so, find that on, on a different cruise line. You know what I mean? You, you don't no. you, know, you don't typically, you know, go back on Facebook and add your server or add a lifeguard from a Carnival Cruise or World Caribbean. They're right. just, no, no, they're just no. not trained. They're not trained to build that friendship. You know what I mean? Right, right. So I definitely want to talk about um, food. So that's, you know, we uh, – Spoonies around here like to talk about food. So, talk about the dining rotations and what each of the dining rooms are like, and you know how many times you went to some, and which one was maybe your favorite. Now, did they have did they have like Alaskan type foods? Like, okay, like tonight is blubber night, and and they or or tomorrow (laughs) tomorrow is Norwegian salmon, and and like what are they? Blubber. Blubber. Isn't that a big food? They they fry it up and fly up, grab some blubber for dinner. So, what what they did they or was it just your typical fare? Yeah, I mean, overall, it was typical food. But, yes, there were two nights where they served Alaskan salmon. And so, you know, my wife got, you know, salmon, Alaska salmon one night. And I'm a steak guy, so I literally got a steak, I think, five out of the seven nights I ordered a steak. (laughs) But two of the nights I got, uh, once it was like a pork loin, and then the other night I got a, a big old grilled chicken breast that was like glazed with some honey or something. It was delicious. But we always do the, we like the later, the, the later dining, the second dining, it's like starts at eight o'clock. We, we enjoy that better. So that way, once we eat and we're full, we're just ready to go back to our room and crash. <laughs> so we, we enjoy the later dining, but you do t- two nights per restaurant is what we ended up doing. And then uh, one night was, um, was a, a repeat. So, you know, there was one restaurant where you did it three times, but all the rest of the other ones, you just did it twice, but it was Tiana's place. You know, so it was a Princess Tiana, New Orleans theme, New Orleans music, Baton Rouge. I mean, just had a really cool flair about it. And they had some spicy, um, you know, bourbon type uh, flavors on some of the on some of the foods and things. Had the cool music. They had a big dance party right in the middle of the dining with everything stopped. And they did a big dance party. It was Tiana was really cool. She came right up to the table. The big alligator came up to the table and it was decorated to a T. I mean, it was just great. So we really enjoyed Tiana's place. And then the other one was uh, Animator's Palette. And so I think oh, one yeah. of the other has that. I think The Dream has that. And it's more mm-hmm. Finding find Nemo. I think Crush, you know, interacts with the with the, with the, the, uh, the guests. But Animator's Palette was fun because you got to draw on the table a picture. And then, at the, and they, then the, the waiter takes it up and scans it. And your picture dances on the wall as you eat, and it, 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 like to the music. It's really, it was really, it was really fun. I mean, it was, I was really impressed. I was like, man, this is really neat. Um, yeah. But it was, it was probably the most like fun atmosphere. Was probably animators' palette. It was really um, lit up. The room was bright, and the colors changed, and kind of went to the beat of the music. So that was a fun night. And then the last one was uh, King Tritons. So my wife loves Ariel, loves Little Mermaid. So she loved King Triton, and that was definitely the more fancy restaurant out of all three of those. 
Uh, it was the more, it was the formal night. So we, you know, dressed up nice, you know, dresses and button down shirts mm -hmm. and a tie and everything. So King Triton was a, a, a definitely a more formal night. And, you know, that's, I think that was my best steak was uh, King Triton's. It was, it was awesome. That's cool. I mean, and it was good. The food was good. And I, I know Tiana's place is, has a lot of good reviews. And Animator's Palette, you're right. Crush is the one on the Dream. That's the one I've been on. And it was really cool seeing him. It was like an extended turtle talk with Crush where he interacts with everybody. But I did hear about the you know the an, animated drawing coming to life uh, on the walls. So that's, that's really neat. A, a pretty cool touch there. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, my wife... My wife did the more, you know, Alaskan food. I think she, there was a couple different things that were specifically, you know, like Alaskan themed food. So I'm pretty boring. I said, just bring me a steak and some ketchup. I'm good. Like I'm pretty simple. You know? <laughs> and I, I, would order, I would always order a side of French fries. So, you know, I pretty much get the same thing every time. But my wife's like, oh, what's the special of the day? Like, what's the chef's yeah. special? You know, she's the one that does all that. But, um, but you know, she's heavy on the pasta. So she got a ton of pastas and spaghettis and lasagnas yeah. and chicken and stuff but i was pretty much just meat bread and potatoes kind of guy <laughs> but right it was definitely delicious man well that's cool so you like the late dining i know just to kind of go and crash so before that y'all go to the show right so what were the shows like on wonder yeah so the show was uh golden mickey's was the big one that was real i love popular. that one yeah um, and then they had one, oh man, I should have wrote this down, Evan. I'm sorry. I'm trying to I used to have name. one called believe. Um, but I don't know if that was just on the dream. Yeah. But that's okay. She can't remember them all. Yeah. I should have wrote it down, but then the best one though, dude, hands down, the best one was the frozen show. So I'll tell you a funny story. We have always done Caribbean cruises. So we always know that there's a pirate night. So we ordered special pirate costumes for this Alaskan cruise thinking, of course, there's going to be Pirates Night. We always do Pirates Night. We've been on four Disney cruises in the Caribbean. They always do a big Pirates Night. Everyone dresses up. Well, we get up there, and there's no Pirates Night. And so uh -oh. we brought these costumes and purchased these costumes and everything, and they're like, no, 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 this is Alaska. There's no Pirates in Alaska. They said, it's a frozen night. Everyone dresses up like Sven and, and Kristoff and Anna and Elsa. It's, it was a frozen spectacular is what everyone was dressed up as. So we were we were just laughing. We were like, man, we cannot believe we didn't do the research to figure that out. But Alaska Disney Cruises don't do Pirate Night. Um, but anyway, that's a side note. But the show, one of the nights, was a Frozen spectacular, and it was phenomenal. They did, um, I guess you call it ventriloquy, you know, with the puppets that move and the yep, blue top. Yep. They kind of did something like that, and then it transformed into a person, and then it transformed to another person. So, I mean, it was just, it was really interactive the way they did it, and it kept you really engaged. Um, they used puppets, but then it kind of progressed into humans. And so um, it was really good, man. We were rolling in the floor with uh, Olaf. The guy that played Olaf was so funny and just spot <laughs> on. I mean, we were just dying laughing. That's awesome. I love the shows. I mean, that's what a lot of people don't realize is, is they are Broadway quality shows. They're not Vegas type shows, you know, like you would see on Carnival or these other brands. I mean, they really are top notch shows. So that's, that's good. So, what about, let's talk about the excursions. I mean, what did you do on some of the excursions? Tell us where, there was four stops, right? So tell us what they were and any highlights from them. Yeah, so the four different stops were Kitchikan, Alaska, 
Juneau, Alaska, Skagway, and then we did a glacier stop, um, and it was called, I think it was Stewart Glacier. But what was a fun surprise is we actually saw two other glaciers that we didn't know about. I knew we were going to stop at a glacier, but I didn't know that we would see another glacier on the way to that glacier. And then once we were in, um, I think it was Juneau, that we saw another glacier called Mendenhall. So it was actually a fun surprise. I knew we were going to see at least one, but I didn't know we were going to see three different glaciers. Um, so it's in Skagway, Alaska, we did gold panning. So that was a lot of fun. Um, did you, was did you a, find any gold? We did. We, we made $44. So I got to, you know, got to put some money in my pocket and wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was legit. I thought this was like simple, like they ordered fake gold off of Amazon. And <laughs> they just threw it in there. You, oh, look at that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I thought it was totally, if once we cashed out and they're like, we're, you know, like you got $44. I was like, what? And I looked at my wife and I'm like, I thought this was a joke. I, I was like, I thought we were just painting for fake gold, like from Amazon that y'all just let the kids do. They're like, no, there's, this is legit Alaskan gold. We're like, I was. I would have took this so much more serious if I would have known this was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you punch was, people out of the way and like, come on now, dude. I would have been digging my. I would have been digging so much faster. Like, I did not know that it was legit gold. But yeah, so we made forty four dollars in gold. And you know, he was like, hey, do you want to cash it in? Or you want to keep it? I was like, I want to keep it. I think this is pretty neat. So. You know, we kept. Oh, it. so you kept it? You kept it? That's yeah. cool. Now, was it yeah. a lot? Like, what was it? Dust or was it like little rocks? It was teeny tiny little rocks. I mean, little pebbles that. I mean, it's just I, the the end of your pen, the end of the pencil. I mean, just about four or five or six, just little small pebbles of gold, and um, it was neat. I mean, I, I wish they would have told us at the beginning that this was legit gold. I would have. I totally would have taken it more serious. I was being a goofball the whole time. Like I thought it was kind of lame. <laughs> But, but anyway, so we did the gold panning. That was neat. And then we also did at Skagway, um, we did not do dog sledding, but we went to a dog sled camp and they let us pet the dogs, see the dogs in training. And they did a full display of what it's like to kind of live the life of a dog sled trainer um, for the um, upcoming annual um, Iditarod, you know, the big Alaska, you know, yeah, that's, uh, dog sled. That's, that's, their, that's their big race. Yeah, that's the big race. Yep. That's so one that of my bucket neat. list things. I want to see that. I want to see the Iditarod. Yeah, I, I think that'd be that's a great that's a great bucket list item, Brian. So we did that in Skagway, and then we did a uh, Juno, which was uh, that was really neat. I mean, Juno was a, a, a you know much larger than I thought it was going to be, but that's where we did humpback whale. Uh, we did a humpback whale tour for like five hours. And so we did a whale watching tour. We brought our binoculars from home. So I would definitely recommend to anybody listening. If you're thinking about doing a Alaska cruise, definitely go on Amazon and buy some binoculars before you go. Uh, we happened to borrow some from my mom and dad. And we we're so glad that we brought them because that was just a fun little thing. We were, we were doing it on the whale watching tour, but we, like I said, we saw multiple whales on the ship just cruising i mean just going just back and forth you know in the channel in the alaskan channel so with the binoculars you know we could see whales from you know far distance and what you're looking for is that steam or, or that that breath from their blowhole you know they blow you know it was 100 miles an hour water is the air is coming out of their blowhole so that's what you kind of you're looking for as you look out and scan the horizon you're just looking for that steam coming up and then you know immediately you'll see the big tail fly up and you know they'll dive down but but the humpback whale tour, I would highly recommend that to anybody. That is so cool. You took a lot of good and pictures. 
Yeah, we did a lot of videos, a lot of pictures. Um, and so it, I wish I had an upgraded iPhone, but you know, it was, it was, we did the best that we could with the pictures. And then the last city was a uh, Kitchikan and Kitchikan was a neat town. Um, it was, it was, a it was almost had a little Western touch to it. If I mean, just the way isn't the it, isn't it a trading post, isn't it like one of the original trading posts? If I remember correctly, I'm just yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it kind of had a little Western flair to, to me, in my opinion, but we did a, a city tour of Kitchikan for like two hours and they uh, told us the, went to Totem Pole Park. So there was a lot of history there. Um, and so kind of this original establishments and the, the totem poles and kind of the, the, they took us, you know, into a totem pole park where we got to see dozens of totem poles and um, how they were erected and how they, when they fall down, they, they, they leave them there as, as a part of natural, you know, natural, the, the, the wood came from the earth. So they let it rot on the ground. It's disrespectful to move a totem pole, like wherever it falls, that's where you have to leave it. So it was just kind of interesting. You know, we took a lot of pictures and um, learned a lot. And then we went kind of shopping downtown and got some uh, souvenirs from Kitchikan. But it was, honestly, that was probably my favorite city was Kitchikan because we spent several hours just walking through the town, went to the local library you know, got some food, went to uh, a museum. It was just really cool. I mean, Kitchikan was probably my favorite. What kind of food did you have in the town? Um, in town, I mean, uh, we just got little snack stuff because we, you know, we obviously going to fill up on the ship. Um, but it was just like, some like local pe- penguin burgers or something. I mean, what would they? I mean, what I don't. I'm trying to figure out what what local food they would they would give you. Yeah, uh, I'm, honestly, I don't remember what was on the big menus. We went to a local, like a little spot where there were a lot of food trucks. So we had, we actually went to a food truck, you know, lane and, and got some snacks from a food truck. But I really don't know. I, I, my wife would remember better on the food stuff. But um, you're right. It could have been some, you know, a puffin, puffin, puffin dogs or something. Yeah, I mean, that's. A- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. I mean, that's that's good about the excursions, you know. You miss out on the private island, which is, you know, always awesome, Castaway Key and that kind of stuff, and new ones that they're going to be opening up and stuff like that. But I think what you gain, and the good thing about having the America ports is you, you definitely, you know, feel safer than you do getting off at like Nassau or something like that, you know. And I think that safety net feeling gives you the ability to explore more or, or the the comfort to explore more probably. Whereas, you know, if you take a wrong turn to Nassau or you get, you pay the wrong person to take you somewhere in a cab, then you're in trouble. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you, you kind of get a little bit, you alleviate the risk a little bit doing what you're, you're doing and go in those places. I mean, of course there's going to be unsafe areas everywhere, but, but still that's a cool part about those ports and being able to explore, you know, like that. Um, so that's, that's really cool. Uh, I'm, definitely still on the bucket list and being able to, to whale watch and that kind of stuff when you're on the ship and then going whale watching and going exploring the towns. That's just, that's a really cool thing. Yeah. It's got, that's just a, yeah. Again, I, I have to do do that eventually. I've, I've been wanting to do that for so long. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. Yeah. It so, was, it was really cool. And I, one thing I do want to add at Juno, yeah, um, yeah. we went to um, Mendenhall Glacier. And so we went to, this spot and the bus driver let us off and it was part of the the humpback whale tour and we didn't even know it i mean i knew i paid for the humpback whale tour but then we got back on the bus and he's like oh by the way we're gonna stop at this glacier on the way back to the ship 
I was like, oh, cool. So we stopped. And he said, y'all got one hour. Be back at the be back at the uh, tour bus, and we'll take y'all to the ship. So we hopped off the bus and just started walking down this trail. Ended up going to this place called Nugget Falls, which is like a huge waterfall coming out of the side of this mountain. It's probably 100, 150 feet up in the air. Water's just gushing out of this hole in the side of a mountain. And we went all the way to that and took pictures and then went to Min- uh, just around the corner is Mindenhall Glacier. And so it was just like a cool little surprise. I was like, man, I didn't even realize this was part of the package, but um, it's kind of like a natural um, state park. And so I would recommend anybody, if you're in Juneau, go to that Mindenhall Glacier, Nugget Falls. It was a really beautiful spot for some family pictures. That's so cool. So Nugget Nugget Falls, like so there's all chicken nuggets coming down the, the, the waterway. Brian, you're yeah, full I'm of them so tonight. Cool. I'm, full, I'm full of it tonight. I am. I am. Golly. I am on a roll. I am on a roll. You're like butter. You're on a lobster roll. <laughs> yep. Anyways, wow. Okay, I'm gonna boot him off. Nope. Anyway, so a couple like last gold things. Nugget. I know it's like gold nugget. Come on. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Blubber nuggets. But uh, so, anyways, a couple last things. And David, anything you want to add? Then you know we can we can kind of close it out here. But. You know, you've already talked about your cast member interaction with the lifeguard, but, you know, any other thing you want to mention, like cast member interaction or crew member interaction and anything else like activity wise or any, was there any sort of either pixie dust or magic or, or a couple special moments that you want to share that, you know, just really, you know, top everything off anything that you haven't already shared, or you may just echo something you've already shared with us. Yeah, no. I, one thing I, we loved about the Disney cruise um, is the my wife loves all the activities during the day, like on the calendar, on, on the app. She'll scroll through, yep. look at the daily activities, and she'll do bingo, and she'll do um, you know all these different uh, types of game shows, and she'll go to the talent show, and she'll do um, just all this cool stuff during the day that she just loves to do. And you know, sometimes I tag along, sometimes I don't. But it's just really cool, you know, in these adult lounges throughout the day, all the activities. And one that we ended up going to that we thought was a blast was called Azure, A-Z-U-R-E. It's in the front part of the ship, and it's an adult lounge. They had the best clean comedian one night, and my wife and I went. We checked our daughter into the, the Ocean Oceaneer Lab, and my daughter loved the kids' zone, the Oceaneer Lab. She went yeah. there five days out of seven days. She, she wanted to be checked into the kids' zone because wow. she met, met some great friends and you get to play in Andy's room. So the whole, this massive area is literally Andy's bed with the Buzz Lightyear sheets. Um, uh, the Slinky Dog is a spiral slide, Slinky Dog slide. Um, Mr. Uh, Evil Dr. Porkchop, um, the pig, he's in there as a, as a huge playground piece. So it's a massive 30 foot tall, probably 40 foot wide, massive playground that looks just like Toy Story. It came out of Toy Story. And so That's my daughter. Cool. Now that is very cool. That is super cool. Yeah. She loved it, dude. I'm telling you, she, she wanted to go back every single day. And she did. She went every, she went five days out of seven. She got checked into the Oceaneer Club and stayed multiple hours. And so while she was doing that, my wife and I were doing these other activities and game shows, but um, in the Azure Lab, they had a great, clean comedian that was great. They had a magician guy one night. They had the dueling pianos. So this was so cool. You walk into the this adult lounge, and they give you a, a little like a little sticky notepad with a pen, and they say, "Hey, write down your favorite songs. Doesn't matter what genre. Just write down your favorite songs." And then these dueling pianos, these two ladies that 
could sing and perform and play the pianos, you just go up and hand them your sticky note of your favorite songs. And then you sit there, like we sat there for like an hour and a half and there's a room of like 50 adults. And these pianos would go back and forth and battle playing all of your favorite songs. I mean, some people were doing Southern rock and country and Disney songs, you name it. And they, it was, it was so much fun. And they actually played a couple of, you know, that we actually wrote down, but it was just a lot of fun. You know, Disney does a great job with the during the day activities, because think about it. You're on a cruise ship for seven days. You would think eventually you're going to get a little bored. You know, that's a long time to sit on a yep. cruise ship. And that's right. one thing we were kind of worried about, like, you know, we've done three days and four days, but seven days, you know, seven nights, eight days, that's a long time. But I'm telling you, never, never once did we look at ourselves and go, man, we're bored. Like, what are we going to do? I mean, there was such great activities the whole time. And we were just thankful, you know, for just the fun times, the laughs and just the organization. Because Disney on their app, they give you hour by hour Avengers movies, you know, so they cater to the dudes and then the princess movies, they cater to the ladies and the Walt Disney theater, the Brenna Buena Vista theater, and then up on, you know, the top deck, you know, uh, they'll do another movie. So there's new movies around the clock. You know, I watched the new Indiana Jones movie. We watched the oh, new wow. Haunted Mansion, the new um, Elemental, the new Little Mermaid. So every movie that's in the theaters, Disney lets you see it for free on the ship. And so that's another cool thing. And they thing. give you popcorn, right? You can get popcorn and stuff? We, we bring our buckets from Disney World in Orlando, and so we okay. get popcorn for a dollar. That's a huge tip. Yep, that's a huge tip. You bring your Disney World buckets, and you get refills like you do in the parks. That's pretty cool. Yep. Now, you know, so I, I the Dueling Piano, they just for the listeners, they do have that at Jelly Rolls on the boardwalk in, in, uh, <clears throat> over near Epcot. Um, it is it is one of my favorite things to do. So I, I am really that is very cool that they have that on the ship because I would be there all the time. I was I'm enthralled by that and how how they can go from one song to another and just keep it going and how talented these these people are. So that that's pretty cool. I'm really I'm I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, it was nuts, man. And like I said, the biggest the biggest thing that I we loved about the smaller ship was just the interaction with the staff, and then we would literally be like turning the corner to go to a game show or to go to trivia. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, bam, there's Thor. What's up, dude. And he would ah. have the accent, you know, and he would, he would have the accent and he would interact with us and take a picture with us. We wouldn't even have to stand in line. We would see Moana and not even have to, you know, there wasn't a line. She was just walking down the halls and we're like, what's up, you know? And so we just, we loved it, man. We really are, are looking forward to trying to find a cruise that we can do the magic because the magic and the, um, and the wonder, which the one we just did, that's their smaller boats. And so we just want to try them all, but you know, we've done the dream and the wish, and I know the new treasures coming out next year and then the new adventures coming out the year after that. So, you know, Disney's got a lot, you know, on their plate, but we really yeah. like the smaller vessel. And, and Dave, can I, can I ask something? Maybe I didn't hear it right the first time. So you flew into Vancouver and you, you boarded in, in Vancouver. Yes. So I think they do have some ships that go out of Seattle, maybe, but, um, but yeah, we flew into, um, into, into, you know, British Columbia up there in Canada and, uh, stayed the night early. The first, you know, we got there, we always get there a day early just in case. So we got there. No, that's a great Sunday. town. No, that's a great town, but I, I like Vancouver a lot, but did you actually, so you brought your passports, you had to bring your passports. Yes. So we brought, brought all of our passports and then, uh, you know, grabbed an Uber from a hotel to the, to the port. And I'll tell the listeners this. 
make sure you do all the pre-check-in on the Disney app, you know, on the Disney Cruise app, because we literally walked past hundreds of people in line. They, were, they had not filled out their forms. They didn't have the QR code for their boarding pass yet. They were filling out their health scan form. I did all of that online ahead of time. We literally just walked past them and just scanned it and hopped on the boat. It was the easiest, simplest, you know, time we've ever had. I mean, we couldn't believe how simple it was. We literally just hopped right on the boat. I mean, we walked through, I think, two or three checkpoints. And each time they just said, we just want to scan, you know, scan your QR code and make sure that, you know, got a little wristband and that was it. So, you know, I just want to tell the listeners, make sure you do your due diligence, you know, weeks in advance. You can pre-check everything, literally everything and get your QR code, boarding pass, all that ahead of time and just walk right in. And it's super simple. Well, that makes or breaks it because you because you know you, you get to start your cruise up quicker. You get to get on the ship before anybody else and look around and get yourself acclimated and all stuff like that. While everybody else is fussing around with all their with all their paperwork, that's a that's a great tip. Yeah, yeah. and we do, and we always do the earliest check in on the boat, which is twelve o'clock. You know, from twelve to four, they pretty much bring it bring in every thirty minutes. They're bringing a different group of people. So the earlier you check in, I just learned this because you know we did a, we did the September cruise. And, you know, I, I think I was a couple weeks out and then I did the check-in and we were like group 18 to get on the boat. Well, we have another cruise coming up in a few weeks. We're going from New York to Kings Wharf, Bermuda. We're going to be on the Disney dream. And I've already pre-checked everything and we're like group seven. So like we're way ahead. So we'll get on the boat even sooner. And I always do the 12 o'clock. So that way we can get on the boat and have lunch. And like you said, Brian, kind of have the place to ourselves for a few hours, you know, while they're still bringing everybody on board. That's really cool. No, great tip. Great tip. Well, man, any, any last additions before we close it out? Um, Sound like a great trip. I'm so excited to go on an Alaska cruise. We, we want to go so bad when Ezra gets a little bit older. I mean, we're, we definitely want to do some local ones while he's younger, a few nights, but doing like a seven night Alaska cruise. And that may even be one where, you know, it's just seems, you know, just kind of romantic, you know, you just go with, you know, maybe your spouse, that kind of stuff, but it's definitely on the bucket list too. It's how, how it's was just the, awesome. How was the weather? And and was was the water choppy? That's the one thing we we forgot to ask that one. Only one day. It was literally the last day on 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 day on day seven, right before we got off the boat. That last night and that last uh, evening, it was a little choppy. So one out of seven, we'll take it. Every you know, we'll take that any time because I've been didn't, on the didn't slam into, into 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 any icebergs or anything though, right? No, we saw them. Oh, this is we a were, Titanic experience tonight. We know. saw plenty of them, dude. We really did. We saw tons of icebergs. But, I mean, I guess just, you know, I guess with t- today's technology and radars, we just plowed straight through. Yeah. Them. That, you know, ILD, just, they should, there should be no excuse anymore yet for them to hit <laughs> into, a, into an iceberg yeah. nowadays. But right. I, would, I would tell anybody, put it on the bucket list, do all the port excursions. I mean, put it in the budget, plan it out years in advance, and just rock and roll and go for it. Because How long did you plan time. this out? How, so that's a, that's a very another, another good question. I'm sorry. Uh, so how long did your family plan this out? Like, did you When did you make a decision you're going to go on an Alaska cruise? I think we, we made the, the conscious decision last year. Um, and then I think we probably book with Evan. We usually try to book with Evan, you know, any, any, pretty much all of our trips, you know, we've even done some non Disney trips where Evan has, has booked it with us as a, you know, travel agent. And so, um, I think I, Evan had to tell you, maybe nine months ago, maybe we booked the, the, this Disney cruise and paid the deposit, but we always do this. Yep, we always yep. put the placeholder. That's a big deal. So if you're on a Disney yes. cruise, 
pay the extra 200 or 250 bucks while you're on the cruise for a placeholder, and then you will get 10% off your next cruise. Now you say, well, 10%, no big deal. Well, I mean, Disney Cruise is several thousand dollars if you got a family of three or four. So I mean, you're thinking you're saving four, five, six hundred bucks. You know what I mean? So do the placeholder and, you know, book it in advance, plan it in advance and, you know, put it in the budget. Just start planning it out because it's definitely worth the money. That's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, anytime, whoever, whatever travel agent you do work with, you can still use that travel agent by doing that placeholder. And that just gives you that. Like you're saying that that it gets your slot reserved for whatever cruise you want to use it for, and you have a, a lot of amount of time to use it, and then you end up getting you know 10% off of that. So yeah, it is it's it's huge to do that. It definitely saves you money. So that's a that's a great tip to mention. But man, I I mean I appreciate you being on, and uh, the whole other side of Big Dave McGuire that y'all may not know is that he you know, does financial coaching and, you know, I, I wouldn't trust a lot of people talking to about money, especially these days, you know, you, you see a, everyone's a TikTok influencer about um, saving you a dollar and this, that, and the other, but, you know, he's the real deal. So kind of share with people what you do and that side of, of your life and how you could maybe help those that are interested. Yeah, man, I'll, uh, I'll tell you straight up, Evan, the only reason that my wife and I and my family are able to do great vacations like this, you know, multiple times a year is because we finally made a decision in our life to get our finances right and start following what the Bible says about money. People don't realize it, but the Bible talks about money 2,300 different times. And so these principles, I started reading them and learning them through Dave Ramsey's course, Financial Peace University. I started teaching the course because it impacted my life, influenced my life so much that my wife and I got completely out of debt. We paid off our credit cards, our vehicles, our student loans, paid off our mortgage. And so we're like, we've got to tell the world about this because it's it's a good Christian-based, biblically-based principles that your grandma used to tell you that we didn't listen to growing up. Live on less, <laughs> live on less than you make. Stay out of debt. Don't overspend. You need to save for a rainy day. All these things that we just didn't listen to, you know, our grandparents. And so I'm teaching people the same thing. So the number one cause of a divorce in North America is financial problems. And so I teach a class and I do financial coaching to help solve that problem and help you win with money, help people win with money, get on a budget, get out of debt so they can build wealth, change their family tree and learn to be outrageously generous. And one part about money is enjoying it. And that's what we're talking about tonight. You know, we want people to be able to spend time with their family, go on their vacations of a lifetime. But you can only do these things and afford to do these things if you're out of debt, you have an emergency fund, you're living on less than you make, and you're being intentional with your dollars. So, yes, I help people one-on-one -on -one coaching for a monthly fee. I help coach people in their, in their money, their mindset, their movement, and just helping people get on a plan and be intentional with their life. So if anybody has questions about that, you can shoot me an email, coachmymoney at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram, Big Dave McGuire on Instagram. I post a lot of reels about helping people, motivate people, get on a budget, get out of debt, build wealth for your family, and be generous. And so uh, I appreciate the, let me give that plug, man. I appreciate it very much. I love to help people. Absolutely. Um, you're a great man, and I, I appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, anybody reach out that would, would need that. Brian, any closing thoughts? No, but Dave, I, I, I really appreciate you coming on and you know, this is, 
your third time as a guest, um, Electric Boogaloo here. And and I think that that's awesome. And I, I, every time you come on, you bring something new. And, uh, you know, it, I appreciate it. I know, I know Evan and I really appreciate you coming on and, and helping us out. So, no, thank you. And hopefully uh, we'll, we'll hear from you again. Yeah, man. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate y'all uh, listening to my trip. And I encourage anybody, man. Disney Cruise Line all the way, baby. <laughs> that's right. And if, you know, the first time I ever saw Dave, just really quick, I'm pretty sure it had something to do with a t-shirt cannon, being up on stage, you know, shooting t-shirts in the audience. This is your know, big personality, big Dave. And so we just, we love having you on, man. But anyways, you go, go to Facebook. This is where you can find us and communicate with us the most. A Spoonful of Podcasts, Spoonie Nation. We'll get um, David to maybe post some pictures of his Alaska cruise in that group so everybody can kind of see, comment on it, and, and follow along. But also, we're on Instagram and Twitter as well. You can email us info at a spoonful of podcast.com. Lastly, please don't forget to rate and review our show wherever you listen, whether that's Apple, Spotify, whatever it may be. But as always, broadcasting from the backside of glacier waters. Until <laughs> next time, we'll see you then. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a aspoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast, the return to civilization. Civilization.